Hey podcast listeners, it's Tom here from Masters of Profundication. Just wanted to do a quick thank you to Mr. John Lear, who was my special guest this week. Steve was off for a little while, back home, taking care of some business, and uh, I had the opportunity and the pleasure to speak to John, and uh, took the time to answer all my questions, and uh, I wanted to say thanks to him for that. You can find him at uh, howler.t. That's H-O-W-L-E-R dot TV. That's pretty much his, his place to uh, let you see all the stuff that he's been currently working on. He's an actor, writer, producer that um, can be better known as the original Geico Caveman. He's been in a television show, Quick Draw. He's been in an episode of Friends. He had a show on TBS, 10 Items or Less. So anybody that is interested in checking out John's work, just head over to Howler.TV. Uh, Maybe click the monkey, donate a little money. That all goes back into what he's doing and producing, and maybe we'll get some more good stuff from John. Thanks. Salut Tom, salut Steve. J'espère que vous avez un show génial. Vous me faites trop rire, les gars. Welcome to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Wickham, and I have a very, very special guest on with me today, Mr. Uh, John Lear, who is our first celebrity guest to have on the show. Oh my God, Jesus! You've no set pressure. the bar low. <laughs> no, actually, uh, um, I've told the few people that I've told that I was going to have you on have all known who you were. So, oh really? Okay. Oh that, yeah. Well, Ico, the caveman thing does does a lot of work for me. You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, is that, is that what you're most known for or? I guess I I have had such an odd career, uh, but yeah, the Geico caveman, uh, was the only thing that I did that was really like a cultural, I mean, there was nothing else I've done that was like that. No, that it, thing was it, huge. uh, a television show spun off an ad. I know I was in the pilot. Uh, that, I, but I, I, I was doing another show uh, called 10 Items or Less uh, at the time, so I couldn't, I couldn't uh, audition to be a regular, a series regular in the Caveman show, thank God, because it turned out to be just terrible. Well, I, to be honest, I remember watching the pilot, and I don't know if I saw anything beyond that or if they even had anything beyond that. Did they have? They aired like three or six of them. I can't even remember. Nick Kroll was one of the Cavemen, so they had some yeah. good talent. Yeah. Um, and I was in the pilot. I played a weatherman on the TV. They just brought me in and had me improvise. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that we shot a Geico caveman commercial that made fun of the TV show. It, it only aired a couple of times and I've never been able to find it, but it's two of us watching TV and then it yep. comes back and, and the two of us look at each other and we're just like, we kind of like, wow, that is not us at all. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I, I remember that. You do because they do only remember aired that. It, I don't even know how many times they didn't air it very much, very many times. Um, that brings up a really good question that as somebody in the business, I really want to ask you. And I've uh, where do TV pilots go when they don't succeed? Where do TV shows go when they don't succeed? Is there like a repository of? If I wish there was, the problem is is that this the whatever company produced the pilot put a lot of money into the pilot, so they own the pilot. 
So you can't, the creator or anybody else can't air it anywhere, even on the internet anywhere, um, without permission. And they're not going to give you permission unless you pay them. Um, and nobody wants to pay them because the pilot didn't get picked up. So right. they just sit. I have an incredible, I think, pilot that we did for Comedy Central that I feel should have gone. And, 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 and I have some people is, who have said. Is that Let It Roll? Let, yes, Let It Roll. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would watch that show. I actually watched the demo or yes. the and that was as funny. I mean, that was funny. That was really it good. It was a I, great show and it didn't go because comedy it wasn't uh, kind of dude bro enough for Comedy Central. They were just at that time going more towards um, you know, uh, uh workaholics or that kind of yeah. out, sort of more outrageous. And this show uh was funny but not it, it probably would have done better on like i don't know like fx or or tbs or how did you get uh kate walsh uh, was in it she she was a fan of ours oh wow and yeah. reached out and we heard from somebody else that she wanted to do it and we were like uh okay <laughs> uh and uh you know we cast her without even re- we talked to her on the phone and that was it so we didn't really know how well she could improvise um, yeah cuz it but was she it was all improvised, right? The whole thing? Yeah, every everything we do is all improvised, and she killed it. I mean, she was amazing, truly. Uh, there was somebody else that was in it. Uh, uh, Carlos, Carlos Jack, Jackot? Carlos, yeah, Jacot. Carlos Jacot, who I, who I have worked with a lot. Um, he was in Kicking and Screaming that Noah yeah. Baumbach directed. Yeah. And um, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, God, I can't think of it. Oh, he's in he's in everything. Yeah, I mean, he's in a ton of stuff. And he and I actually did a bunch of shorts called Conrad and Butler that Noah Baumbach directed. And some fan found them and posted them, and they were up for a while. I, if anybody's out there and can find them, I would love to you know get them out because they were so much fun to do, and they were completely improvised. Carlos and I go way back. We were in an improv group together in Chicago. Would that be uh, the uh, random samples? No, that was... <laughs> wow, you know your stuff. Random yeah. sample was the first improv group I was ever in in Chicago. Terrible. Really? Terrible. Oh, my God. I got... We got... I remember one time we did a gig at a bar called Shuba's in Chicago and just booed off the stage. I remember a guy <laughs> pointing at me, directly at me, saying, you suck. <laughs> Uh, and in Chicago and you know, they're hardcore, you know, they'll take you out. So, uh, yeah. Random sample. Jesus. No, Carlos and I worked in an improv group called Ed had, uh, we had kind of our day in the sun in Chicago and great reviews and sold out. That kind of gave me my start actually. Well, I have, uh, I actually, I have a burning question. I have a question that (laughs) I've been dying to ask you for the longest time. Um, All right. Okay, bring it. Ready? No pressure. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. How in the good, sweet Jesus Lord do you keep your composure around Allison Dunbar? How do you do it? She is a stone cold fox. There's no, there's no way to you. You, the way to keep your cool around her is to not try to keep your cool. Because if you (laughs) keep your cool, then you really just come unwound. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like pulling a thread out of a sweater. I'll tell you, there was a, I mean, she's just so, she just oozes sex appeal and she is, she's just amazing. 
and I, I um, there's a scene in Quick Draw where she does a pole dance. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. Most 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 of our viewer male viewers are. Uh, it's a it's we argue that it's the first pole dance in the history of of mankind. Mm-hmm. He gets on my lap, lap like yep. a lap dance, and we did the rehearsal. Um, we usually don't rehearse because we're improv, but that we had to because it was a dance and the cameras needed to be set and get it all and everything. She gets on my lap and I realized, oh shit, I've got boxer shorts on and <laughs> this is going to be a real situation. And, uh, you know, I'm a man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I quickly, they did the rehearsal, they broke for the rehearsal and I went into the costume, the uh, costume people and I said, you got to give me something to hold me down or something. <laughs> I mean, I just pop a tent with Allison. I mean, she's like my sister. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. I, I everybody think... thinks love scenes are fun. Everybody asks me, Oh, love scenes. Aren't they great? No, they're not at all because it's totally awkward. You're at least for me, it's I'm totally embarrassed by it. All these people are looking at us. Yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah. You can't I, enjoy it. You I actually, enjoy it. when I saw that, I said, oh, I have to learn more. So I went looking. Uh, I, I think it might be a clip that's on Hulu. And she was talking about doing that scene with no music. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. She had to do one pass with no music. Yeah, that had to have been. Yeah, we had to do it. because I can't remember. What, oh, because of the dialogue between us. And I think we were also nervous about the song she used if we could get the rights to it. Because oh. uh, there was something along those lines. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's incredible. We're developing a show for her right now that's set in the world of burlesque. Yeah, Smoke uh, Show? Called Smoke Show, yeah. And in fact, I was on the phone with her today, uh, and we were talking about the next steps. We're about to go in and pitch it to our, our, um, our management. Yeah. Is that, so, um, like, what's the process for, for pitching a show? It's so long, it's embarrassing. You, for us, we will develop a, a, a we, we usually sh- we always shoot so we'll shoot first and then we will um cut something together uh so we'll write a, a, a script outline we'll shoot something we'll get it together then we'll create a pitch based on that the reason we do it that way is because we learn all kinds of new things to explore that the actors bring to it and what works what doesn't then we get a pitch together. Then we take it to our agents. Our agents hear the pitch. They give us notes. We do the notes. We come back to pitch it again to them. After a few rounds of that, we finally get to the point where we can take it out and pitch it to a studio, pitch it oh. back and forth. The studio buys it. Then it takes, or, or the network, seriously, like six months to make a deal Wow, um, where the lawyers hash it all out. Then we finally get to the place where we can write a, a pilot script. Then they sign off on a pilot. Oh, I think I lost you. I'm back. Oh, all right. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. That uh, it's all good. Um, <laughs> we were talking about uh, how you get a, a TV show, a pilot. Yes, how yeah. we get it. I actually um, like four, three or four episodes ago. On, on this podcast, I uh, I made my partner Steve uh, kind of hold my feet to the fire because I had a show idea. Yes, and uh, so I I told I promised him that I would go through the steps of making sure that at the very least the the idea would cross somebody's desk, even if it was a rejection. I was still going to get it across <laughs> somebody. Yeah, you're like I'm going to take it all the way. Well, all the way uh, as far as you can, <laughs> as far as I can. So right. 
I went to work researching and stuff like that. I'm I'm actually in the process of writing the treatment. Nice. And I'm, I'm sure in the business, you know what that means. I'm still learning, but yes. uh, the more the more I write this, the more I I think I'm stealing ideas from other people. <laughs> well, yeah, you you know, it's like you're walking that that fine line because on the one hand, everything's been written, everything's been done. On the other hand, you want to make sure it's your original concept. But I know that feel you want it to be familiar, certain tropes and certain things that people look for. Yeah, it's uh, w- without giving away anything it's it's very much a cross between like stranger things oh nice. and like a twilight zone episode nice. and an x-files episode <laughs> like it's 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 like three things that i really love all mashed up and uh anyway it's it's original because it's mine i'm just right. trying to figure out how to write it so um i guess there's a like a writer's guild database that i can upload it to that Yes, and to yeah. protect it, you can register it there. Yeah, yeah. that's a, so, that's a that's a smart move. Yep, that's in. Like I said, I don't even. It, it's it's one of those things that probably the executives and the head mucky mucks probably see stuff like this, you know, a hundred times a day, and it's nothing to yeah. them. But you right, know, it's, right. it's my idea, and I uh, the episode was actually it would be right up your alley. Actually, I think it's the episode. Maybe I I sent to you as a as just an idea. It's yes. Yeah, it's basically that creativity is hard. <laughs> it's hard to be creative. <laughs> it's it's like I don't know how you do it. Honest to God, and not to, to just kiss your ass. I do not know how you guys do it. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, On such but, a you know, necessity is the mother of invention. You just feel like f- invention. You just feel the pressure coming, and you just gotta do it. I don't know. It's yeah. it's a very bizarre. That, it's a stupid way to make a living. Let's let's start there, and then. Uh, but there, but you know when it's flowing, it's incredible. When it's flowing, oh yeah, it's, it's yeah, best with, feeling on quick draw. You can tell. Like I watch a lot of the outtakes and stuff like that, and yeah. those really give me a chuckle. Like they're funny. Like the outtakes are funny, but you can almost tell that's why they're outtakes. But when you're watching, yeah. when you're watching an actual episode, and it is like belly laughing that I'm rolling yes, on the yeah. floor laughing. Uh, you can tell that you guys are just clicking and it's that's music to my ears. I mean, that's really all we're trying to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, anybody, I did, I, I, anybody that hasn't watched it, I feel very sorry it, for because it's a brand. <laughs> it's a brand of humor that is, it's so unique in a way that you take genuinely yeah. funny people and you put them together with an ensemble like, um, like uh, Bob, Clendenin. Yeah, Bob Clendenin. Yeah. Kate Frisbee. Genius. Kate Frisbee. I mean, amazing. Like that ensemble, it, it's, it clicks and it yeah. is really, really good. Yeah. We, yeah, that's one thing we've been blessed with in, in the three shows and, and the, the pilots. We've kind of had a great run on casting. And, you know, we really, we go out of our way to create an environment. Our whole thing is about the actor putting the most of the stuff in LA is about the writer it's it's about the words it's about the script and which is a certain style ours is all about the actor like we try to make the actor put the actor in a position to be as successful as possible well it rather, shows. rather than just try to put them in a position of trying to you know get it right uh right which know. would probably be like if you wrote lines for everybody i i yeah. heard an interview that you did where you said that you like improv because you can't memorize your lines 
<laughs> yeah, I hate to memorize lines. That is one of the reasons. It's also that I my instinct is always to improvise. So if I'm doing a mem- you know, a scripted thing and it's not going well, then I will just my every bone in my body just wants to start improvising. Yeah. And um uh writers do not like that one bit usually. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> for the most part. Some do. Some are cool with it, but most are like, wait a minute, I worked my ass off on that. I do I get that. I, I respect that, but it's just not who I am, you know. Yeah. Um so you live in LA. I live in LA, yeah. Do you do you rub elbows with some famous people? Like is it like, do you ever find yourself waiting in line at the grocery store and you're next to somebody that is super famous? All the time. Serious. I mean, you see fame. I'm terrible at spotting them. My wife is really good. My Nancy Howard partner, uh, who's you know, I've co-created everything with and who directs everything. She's very good, but uh, I'm terrible. But but yeah, they're all over the place. They're like yeah. cockroaches here. <laughs> you, just to, you just have to keep your eyes open and you'll be you know getting a coffee with tony danza or whatever you know oh, that would be that'd be pretty cool yeah it, it's pretty it's a pretty neat part of 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 la yeah you know do you um because you came from the midwest right uh, yeah uh i'm from kansas and then i i went to college in uh, chicago at northwestern and then you just got the calling to go out to la I did a show in Chicago that had a really kind of super fast, quirky improv show with two people. And we, um, uh, we got uh, kind of discovered by a talent scout uh, from L.A. And she flew us out here to do a show and everybody in Hollywood was there. And I ended up signing a deal with NBC. It's like a total never happened kind of story. Right, but like uh... Yeah. Once upon a time, yeah. there was a guy a, that lived in the Midwest. That... Right. It's an embarrassing story to tell because it's just... Re- but after that, uh, terrible for years. And uh, and then I had to kind of find my, my own way back. Yeah. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, is your, your wife's from out there, right? Yeah, she's from uh, Sherman Oaks area, Encino. She's a valley girl. Lived here her <laughs> whole life. She She loves L.A., yeah, you know, I, I can't get. I could. I don't think I could get her to move anywhere else. I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to try some other places, but I. I don't know. She has a couple of books, and too, it is. Right? Yeah, she has a book out right now called Parents Speak, which is it will. It's a very controversial parenting book. It's basically super uh, progressive. So there was a book out not too long ago um, called Dragon Mom. I think it was called that. Anyway, it was about how this mother who hardcore drove her kids to get to Harvard. My wife's book is the exact opposite. It's it's about treating, letting kids be kids while they can. Yeah, yeah. But I think she, in a re- in a really hardcore way. So she pisses off a lot of people. Yeah, I think we have the same parenting style, you and I. Yeah. Based, oh, good. Based on, good. Based on uh, last Friday's uh, <laughs> yeah. smile time. I like the, uh, you basically just say yes to everything. Yeah. I just fold all the time. That's my parenting style. Yeah. I, or sometimes I'll say no, no. And then I'll go, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. But yeah. uh, somehow my kids have turned out to be incredible. Thanks to my wife. Yeah. That, uh, so. I'm in the same boat. My, uh, yeah. I say yes to pretty much everything in it. Much to my wife's, you know, anger. Yeah. <laughs> and, but she's keeping them. She's keeping them. She does. Yeah. Keep, Keeping them real, yeah. Yeah, if it yeah, were up my, to me, my wife too. It would be terrible, but um, yeah, it, yeah, I'm with you. 
I have a couple questions about quick draw. Okay. Um, did you know how to ride horses? I just actually, I came up with this today. Okay. I watched you ride a horse <laughs> like you've been doing it your whole life. Really? Okay. What you saw then was a stuntman riding a horse. <laughs> uh, because I, I can ride. I'm from Kansas. I rode growing up. I'm not afraid of horses. But I can't, like, you know, lope a horse and shoot a gun at the same time. I mean, it's just, it's, re- you know, I'm no. Uh, so I had to take lots of riding lessons <laughs> for the yeah. show. And uh, that was the best part. That was the best part of the show was getting to be on the horse all the time. Yeah. I'm quite uh, jealous. Yeah, oh, there's such, I mean, it's amazing. They're amazing beasts. We had one, the horse that played Strawberry Shortcake, my my horse, got yeah. shot in the head and, yes. and survived. But it, and, and we had to have a stunt horse come in and play my horse and lay down yep. and horses don't like to lay down at all. I, and I having a horse. That, well, I, I noticed uh, when the horse was down and honey comes over and stays with the horse. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's kind of dangerous. She is such a, she, she wormed her way into that scene because she is such an animal lover. Oh. Um, but I was, it's freaky. Cause the horse is like laying there and it's like, it's breathing loud and it's like looking around like what the fuck. And it just, it does not want to be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, we also yeah. had a cattle. We, we had a, a bucking Bronco. We, we, we worked with so many, a pig, a giant 300 pound pig yeah. and a little baby pig. I, I noticed uh, uh, during the, um, the pig birthing scene that your hands change between goopy and clean several times <laughs> yeah yeah and, if uh, you're if you anyone who's looking for continuity issues in a show quick draws the show for you because because it's improvised and because we had to shoot it so fast because of our budget there there you know shit moves all over the glasses well, move around beer levels move around one of the things that we talk about on this podcast uh we actually we did a whole episode on plot holes oh, and <laughs> We we talked about some of the most glaring ones and what irks us and what is and we came to the consensus that comedy gets a straight up pass. Yes, comedy, and that's the way that's the way we always were. Like whenever the network came back with a script, a logic issue, we were like, "But the, it's funny, right?" And that's going to trump it no matter what. And they would battle us, man. That people really, really, really want things to make sense, and I get that, but no. No, well, if it's funny, we're putting yeah, it in, in. In every universe, in every expanded <laughs> universe or whatever, you you absolutely have to follow it to a T, except comedy. Right. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about uh, Friends, which you've been on Friends. I have been on Friends, yes. Uh, friends, their birth dates move around. They they don't pay attention to continuity at all. Not no. even the least bit. Yeah. But you're, you're right. I mean, when something's funny, you just got to go with it. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, logic's out the door. How did you get that role on Friends? I see. How did I auditioned? I just auditioned, uh, and uh, I had a friend who was a writer on the show who pro- maybe put in a good word for me, but uh, I don't know. I just uh, David Schwimmer and I knew each other from college, and he's he was actually a big supporter of mine uh, throughout the years. He he produced my off Broadway show that I did, and. Um, but I doubt he had, he even knew I was auditioning. Um, but, uh, that, uh, that part really led to me getting a part on another bright Kaufman crane 
show. Those are the guys who produced Friends, who produced a show called Jesse, yep. uh, which starred Christina Applegate. Yep. And that show really changed my life because it paid me a ton of money, and I was able to get out of you know just horrid debt as an actor, <laughs> and it you know really got me health insurance and really got me on my feet to where I could really kind of, you know, take a breath and be like, okay, what do I want to do now? You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, changed my life. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That was the, uh, the episode that, you know, when I was talking to my wife about, you know, doing this and talking to you and stuff like that, um, she knew you from friends. I know she Facebooked me. We <laughs> talked about it. I don't know if she told you I had yeah. a back and forth with her. T- yep. Uh, she's, She's got a knack for, uh, like, she gets retweets from celebrities and likes from celebrities. And, like, I don't know how much you know because you are a celebrity. But, like, uh, the typical fan, it's it's not easy to uh, to reach out, I guess, to somebody that you, you look up to as a, you know, a creative person that you're, you know, somebody that's not accessible. Like, you've made yourself incredibly accessible. And that, I think... I said it before, but I mean, it goes a long way to show how genuine you are and how much you care about your fans and stuff. But she, yeah, that doesn't bother her at all. She goes and she goes on to, you know, celebrities, Facebook pages and tweets and their Twitter feeds and just all kinds of stuff. And she gets retweets from. So, I mean, she, she, she skirts that line of like, you know, I, you know, I know this Mark Zuckerberg was the big one. Uh, He came to Maine. Oh, okay, a Jesus, few weeks ago. she got marks. Wow. Yeah, I mean, That's she's... Huge. You've, got to, you've got to use her. Yeah, I know. She's... You know what? To, is, you know, retweet your show. Get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, when I get her to care about it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, <laughs> I've got to use her. <laughs> yeah, she, um, she's got well, a brain um, that, like, she knows everybody that she went to high school with, and, like, she knows their yeah. kids' birthdays, and she, like, she has a mind like a steel trap so she really doesn't let me get away with anything wow that's cool but well good that you married well you married yeah. above your you married above your station which is yeah, what i did too i think it's which, called over chicking like when yeah, you over chick you over chick that's the yeah. goal in life because then you'll never get bored and that is the main cause of divorce boredom yeah um Another thing I'd like to talk about, Quick Draw, is uh, filming on the Paramount Ranch. Yeah, yeah, which is... Uh, uh, That's like hollowed ground, right? Yes, every Western ever has shot there. Uh, yeah. John Wayne shot there, everything. Uh, that, the, the Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, everything in between. The Westworld, uh, that's one of my West favorites. Westworld, right, a Bonanza, uh, you name it, it's shot there. Uh, uh, I noticed uh, Firefly had been shot there. I'm a huge Firefly yeah. fan. You know, um, there is a interesting crossover between our fans and Firefly. There are a lot of, I think, if we could, you know, do one of those graphs that inner, what's that called? Venn diagram. Yep. Uh, I think in between those two shows, would, there would be a good chunk of people who share that. Yeah, a lot of misery because our favorite shows are not coming. But right. I say not coming back, but I, I've heard it out of your mouth that, that Quick Draw is coming back. Quick Draw is alive, and I, I can't give out any information yet. Unfortunately, that is not my choice, but I'm telling you, for and it's because of the fans. The fans will not let it go. Yeah, well, I'll admit yeah. that the really the only reason I am paying for a subscription to Hulu right now is to support Quick Draw. <laughs> That's, I'm well, not even joking. You. Thank you. 
That Thank is, you. yeah. And I've um, written emails saying I'm gonna shut off my subscription until Quick Draw comes back. Yeah. Well, they, you know, you're not the only one, and uh, I, I, I very much doubt we would come back on Hulu. Um, but because Hulu's kind of, you know, it's just going a different direction. They're doing super big time production. So a niche kind of, uh, cult following show just isn't something they want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of that handmaiden's tale. Really? Just, well, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it. Yeah. They, uh, oh yeah. I mean, it was a book and then they, yeah. they are trying to compete with all the Netflixes and Amazons and, uh, they um i i gave the first episode a shot and it didn't hook me no, didn't do so. you yeah i i don't i wonder what kind of number you know they but those days are going to end soon they're going to have to release numbers soon yeah how much of a i i guess i i hear that all the time and that's as some a layman i guess would just when you hear somebody uh talk about the numbers and stuff like that what how much does that play into like the success of a show is that is that really something that is a big deal or yeah for sure i mean the bottom line you're selling something you're either selling a subscription or your job is to sell shampoo i mean let's face it that's the bottom line so how many people or what uh or these days really it's more about like the demo uh and the sub 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 demos you can even find out what they're actually buying you know these guys can find out everything now right and uh yeah it's a horrible manipulative uh, thing that is uh, the only way you can get the kind of money that you need to produce a show, the shows that we're doing there, uh, you know, even quick draw, you know, you know, it was millions of dollars to do it. And, you know, you can't, you know, <laughs> it's the only way to do it right now. I mean, it, I think the technology is slowly coming to the place where you can do it for less and less, but yeah. it ain't there yet. Pay the uh, piper. I, uh, I watched an interview you did about the quick draw focus group that you sat in on. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the the woman that passed out. Yes. Now that wasn't for quick draw. That was for ten items or less. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. But right. oh my god, it was yes. It's the I don't to this day I can't believe Sony asked us to come because to put two creatives, uh, two creators of their own show. It was our baby. We had worked forever on it, and to watch sixty people decide whether it was going to go on the air or not. It, it's yeah. just sixty people in a in this weird place in Burbank, they're all holding these controllers. They look kind of like old Atari controllers with a a wheel in the middle and they turn up when they like it and turn down when they don't. And then there's a red button in the middle that they push. And that means they change the channel. Oh, and And, that's the button of death. Yes. The button of death. Exactly. And then you're on the other side, looking through two way mirrors, watching these big flat screen TVs where each one represents a viewer and you just watch these dots go up and down or disappear if they hit the button. It's just horrid. Yeah. We, uh, my wife and I actually, we were in a focus group for a show and I feel terrible. I absolutely feel terrible because I liked it. (laughs) Uh, we were at universal studios in Florida yeah, just, that's what they do a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, somebody came around the corner and kind of like jumped us and said, "Hey, <laughs> come over here, watch this show." <laughs> and so we did and um the show was called Zip and it was the um I the name escapes me, the guy from Wings. God. Oh yeah. Um yeah, oh man. I terrible. The one who's on uh, Anyway, yeah, okay. he uh Steven, Steven, blah, blah, blah. Yep, that guy. Okay. 
he was like a a bad dad that lived in Beverly Hills in a hotel and he was maybe a lawyer or something or maybe he was like a ambulance chaser or something but he wanted he was he was obsessed with the Beverly Hills zip code so he refused to move his family out of that hotel <laughs> because it was all about the zip code and the name of it yeah. was zip and it was actually a pretty funny show. I liked it and sat there and watched through the whole thing. But you could tell that there were people that were just, you know, the cynical, no. just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Get me out of here. And Yeah. Uh, so I, well, I felt bad. Is, anywhere. The good news is now if a, if a network has the guts to stay with a show, it, and it, it, it can find its own audience. Now niche audiences can actually, you know, keep a show going, you know. And yeah. uh, you you look at the numbers that shows get, they're nothing compared to what they used to get, but their audiences are so, I mean, look at Quick Draw. I mean, it, it will come back in some form, and that's simply because it has an audience that's willing to watch it and, 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 and desire it. And, and it's, it's kind of cool. It's really cool what's happening, for, especially for people like us who do, we do stuff that is not mainstream, you know, and um, it's great. Well, the... Um... You're doing a bunch of product spots, I guess. The best yeah. The yeah. Is, are those basically just paying for the shorts that? Yeah, we we actually did that with our own money on the side. We did Nancy and I. We our our company took some money and we shot these product integrated uh, spots. And the reason we did it was we wanted to have that as a to show. We're very good at product placement. We did it with 10 items or less. We can do it in a way that isn't offensive where people actually kind of get a kick out of it. Yeah. And um, so we wanted to be able to show that in terms of trying to bring it to another place to say like, hey, we could do this in the commercial breaks or or whatever, or, you know, release it on the internet or, you know, is to give the show more value. Yeah. Um, and then we just released them to the fans because we knew they would crack up. Oh, yeah. They, I love them. I, yeah, me too. There's... Really, really good. I think I lost you again. All right. Uh, take two. <laughs> um, no, I, just there are a couple more things that I, I really I wanted to get off my chest. I wanted to I wanted to get your insight into them. One being uh, the video online of you choking. Oh, the vi- yes. What's the story that- behind that? Okay. My partner, Nancy Howard, who I've mentioned a number of times, who I've, everything I've done, I've created with her. She, she and I co-write, co-create, she directs, and then I usually act in our stuff, but not always, but usually. And, uh, she, when we were doing 10 items or less, she said, this is, this is back when MySpace was, you know, the uh, friendster, uh, you know, and she was like, let's do a video that goes viral. And I'm like, uh, and she's like, I got this idea. You'll pretend like you're choking it and was, we'll send it out. It was evil. And it was totally. And I was against it because I'm just not into that kind of stuff. Like, but, but the fact that it was me making fun of me, I was kind of more into that. That I'll do. Yeah. Uh, so I did it. They sent it out all within, within the, by the end of the day, my relatives were all calling <laughs> My Sony, Sony, who was the studio of the thing, called and said, "What's going on? Is he okay?" They weren't really, they weren't really worried about the, me personally. The insurance they were worried. guy was exactly called. the insurance. They were scared. They were freaked out. And then we were even on Entertainment Tonight over it. Oh, really? It was like, yeah, so it got that's great a press. Yeah, and then we did an apology video. Have you seen that one? Oh, well, I, see, I, I watched the first video. I thought you really choked, and I was I just know. like, I, I like. 
it was I couldn't turn away and not look, but I didn't want to watch because I'm like, oh my God, he's choking. Somebody give him the Heimlich. Save I know. his life. And then uh, I watched the apology video, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it was a little bit of a goof. And then it, something comes in from the side and just smashes you. <laughs> it was a, like a fake light that they built, yeah. as if a light comes crashing down on me. And it it yeah. looked real too. I thought, but it, it was so ridiculous. It was it was funny that made the first video worth it. But I'll tell you what, that first video without any context, I thought, oh my god, he, <laughs> he choked on a piece of banana bread or some shit. <laughs> well, the key to the whole thing is Kirsten Gronfeld, who was the actress with me because I thought she played it perfectly. Yeah, she did. She's like, oh, look, he, look he's he's always in character and he's always acting. And yeah. I'm like, you need to get up and help him. <laughs> I know. And then she looks so useless, like she's freaking out, which is probably yeah. what, you know, it's funny. I've given the Heimlich before. I was at a party and this woman was eating a, a steak skewer and yeah. it got caught in her throat and nobody helped her. <laughs> and she was and she was going down. I mean, her eyes were rolling back blue. She was no shit. Go, yeah, she was gonna die. And I just walked over. I put my arms around her, and popped it out of her, <laughs> and she caught the meat in midair. She caught it. Which don't want to waste that good kebab. I I guess. And I sat her down, and she's fucking she's close to dying. And I had never been trained in the Heimlich. I had just typical actor. I'd been a waiter many, many times, and they always <laughs> they always had the directions in the break room, you know. And I I just did oh, it. Please tell me you walked away saying I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> I did not. Uh, God was, damn it! I should have. Yeah, waste. I always the, the end of that story is is I always say, God, she didn't even give me. She came up and thanked me. You know, she was tearful, but didn't give me any money. Nothing. What? You would think not even like a life, yeah, like a gift card, something. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I work at such and such place, and anytime you come in, drinks are on me. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'd expect. Right? Nothing. No, nothing. But yeah. you know, she was she was a sweet boy. She was totally just shocked. She almost yeah. died. She was yeah. freaked out, like she should have been. I had uh, my oldest daughter when she was a uh, not an infant, but when she was a toddler, she swallowed a quarter, and it went down the wrong <laughs> pipe. And she couldn't breathe. And she was doing oh, the whole... Oh, God. That and... is... Oh, God. Yeah, I think she was oh. like two, two and a half. And oh, my fucking God. I had just gotten out of the Army. And when I was in the Army, I think we had CPR class like four times a year or some shit. It was, st- it was stupid. <sighs> it was like, I know these guys might have free time, but what can we do to really fuck with them? And so it was like, man, let's do CPR. So I was just like fresh out. So I just flipped her upside down and I gave her like a whack right on the back. And that quarter pew, came shot right out. Oh, yeah. Shot right across Jesus. the room. Jesus yeah, so. Christ. As a parent, that's freaky. Uh, yeah. That's pretty that's scary. Just- Oh my God, that's so disturbing. But I, you know, she she couldn't offer me a free gift card at the time. But <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, so the choke she'll thank, video. She'll thank you later. Yeah the uh, <laughs> the choking video was uh, a little bit of a scare. And then I wanted to. I found another bunch of videos, like four or five videos of Nancy playing uh, World of Warcraft. Yes. And you're like in the background talking. Yes. I'm like, yes. These these little gems. I don't know if anybody knows these are out there. They're on our YouTube channel. Yeah, you know, I, think... I, I I should promote. Are they private? Or are they? I I should make no. Them but they're. 
I think they're under Nancy's oh, uh, okay. YouTube. Oh, I don't God. think they're under Howler Howler oh. TV, which anybody that's listening needs to go and subscribe to Howler TV on YouTube right now. Yeah. Just stop uh, listening. Yeah. Stop listening to the podcast and go right now. <laughs> We need subscribers because we haven't done what we just started to get our our life together yeah. with YouTube. And it is, uh, you know, we, we're behind the uh, we're way behind the game. Well, you wouldn't know it with the amount of content you have on there. It's right. That part we've got. We make tons of content. We just didn't know how to. We just didn't do it right. Just yeah. idiots. Is it know? monetized and not not yet because I think you get ten thousand subscribers to monetize. Yeah, you don't need you? To, I know you need to have a certain amount. I I can't imagine that you guys don't have that. Like they're they're we we, we haven't like promoted. We're just trying to get it together, but we oh, are like literally. I've only been doing it for like six months or something. So yeah, please subscribe. It's a good channel. We just need people to check it, it out. Is. Yeah, a little pro tip for you. You take yes. that. You take that clip of Honey Shaw doing the dance, and you put it Damn on there. Right. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! You got you, that right. You got that have right. People subscribing, they'll be coming out of the woodwork subscribing. I got smoke show come. I got tons of smoke show footage. Yeah. I just need to. I just need to put a little money behind it, I guess, and do those ads and things and that stuff. Yeah. I don't I, know. For my podcast, Facebook is begging me to spend fifty bucks to promote it, and yeah, I don't. I don't know at what level you guys. It's find that promotion, but like you know, for twenty dollars, they say two thousand people will see it, and for thirty dollars, right. like ten thousand people will see it, and for fifty dollars, right. you know, and it's just like, God, you know, I I don't know if I could spend that kind of money doing something that I'm not making any money on. But right, right, I mean, it's that's that's the key to the whole internet is how do you how how do you how does it sustain itself? I mean. We have a website called Howler.tv yep. that fans have we put it. We can't, we don't we didn't really want to put it in their face, and we just wanted to give. We didn't want our fans to have to pay for, it and and we really wanted to give stuff away. And fans were saying like, "Listen, I want to you know donate a little bit of money to you guys, you know." And so we put a little tiny picture of a monkey at the top of our site. Yeah, I clicked and, it. And, and you clicked it, and people have clicked it. And, and um, so that money we use to sort we just put all that money right back into it. And it's, you know, we have such solid fans. It's pretty amazing, you know. But we've been putting we've been putting our own money in it, too, the company. It's, and we're trying to get a little bit more serious about it. Um, I guess, you know, we're trying to. Uh, it's There's a lot to do. It's busy. It's I don't have time. Well, we're trying to, you know, how do you, we're supposed, you, to, we're, we're supposed to be writing scripts and selling T-shows, not uh, making a YouTube channel. But anyway, it's fun. I love it. Yeah. The, um, the, the short clips work too. I, yeah, there is, there is a ton of them. I mean, yeah, I sat down and I said, you know, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to have you on as a guest. I wanted to have some material to talk to you about. And so I decided I was going to just rip through the YouTube channel. And I'm like, I couldn't do this in a week. There's, there's enough content here to watch. Ton of material. And I'm trying, I'm trying to organize it and, you know, like get it ready um, and, and make it easier for people. So we'll see. Yeah, it's good though. I mean, uh, one mystery I want solved is: Did you, when you went into the the office to pitch the idea with the pumpkin pants on, what, <laughs> did, how did that go? It, oh God, it was it, it, everybody made fun of us essentially, <laughs> and uh, they loved it. 
Uh, they didn't buy the pitch. They did not oh, buy the pitch. So that's too bad. maybe the pumpkin pants are, thank God. Oh, God, that was so embarrassing. We also had green shirts. Yeah. We had matching shirts on, too. Matching shirts and matching pants, and you didn't coordinate. Oh, my God. That's fascinating. Oh. Um, but you you did actually, um, I didn't read a lot about it, but you guys did pitch something to HBO and get it picked up. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, we did. We sold a uh, show to HBO called The Loop. Uh, and, uh, we wrote a, we, we had a development deal, wrote the script, but it didn't go farther than that. Um, you know, uh, we have a lot of projects that, you know, that that's sadly the story you, you know, it doesn't go the distance and that's just part of the business. Yeah. Well, that was like two years ago. Is that correct? Uh, I, I remember, I remember hearing it. it. I feel, yeah, it it might've been. Or at least a, at least a year, at least a year. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was when I was kind of looking into it, I I typed it in, and there was an uh, there was actually an article. I don't know if it was like Entertainment Weekly or Variety, or I don't I don't remember, but it was it was some article online, and it was the time stamped for like I think it was like 2015. That's what it felt like, or that's what it. Oh, you know what? I bet you're right because I bet that's when the deal went down. But like I, like I was saying earlier, then they need to pound out the contract and the contract takes like six to eight months. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. The deal that the lawyers have to hammer out takes so long. Now, when you pitch a show like that or they, they buy, is it, like option it or i don't know what the the terminology is but uh, yeah they they essentially uh it is an option deal um uh and uh but but when the option ends and that that project has come back to us now we now own that but if we were to sell it anywhere else we would have to pay hbo the money that they paid us right in other words we'd have to pay them off that was actually my follow-up question was uh you know, when you do pitch a show and uh, like HBO picked it up, then then it doesn't go anywhere. Who? What happens to that idea? Does it just die with them? Or yeah, it does. I mean, you can get an idea back and and then repitch it, which we have done before. Um, uh, we sold a show to MTV not long ago that um, was a show that we had initially. Yeah, I think we had had we had actually sold it somewhere else, and then we got it back. So yeah, that does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. That's fascinating. That that's like that that is owned. That idea is owned by somebody that that isn't us. That isn't the people who created it. Right. Like your own idea, you don't own. But that's yeah. why they, that's why they pay you. They pay you for that. You know, uh, they yep. want the product that you created. So uh, that's kind of the way you have to look at it. Um, yeah, but it is. It's very strange. Now, oddly, with Quick Draw. Quick Draw is one of is the first show where we uh, it's cop the copyright is owned by Howler Monkey, uh, our company. And um, now now we have a deal with Hulu. So if 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 it were to go anywhere else, Hulu would have would have to be involved, which, you know, they should be. They you know, they they branded the show by putting it on their network. But that's an interesting situation where, you know, we own we own more of Quick Draw than anything we've ever owned before. Well, that's good, and that's yeah. It, that's really where we're where the kind of the business is going, and where we want to go too. Where you you know you you're you're a participant, a real participant in the show. Yeah, uh, you know, going beyond. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it pays the bills, right? 
It, yeah, I mean, bottom line is I just want to make it. And uh, yeah, owning is important and where it goes is important and all of that's important, but a lot of that's outside of my control. And I just want to reach out to people and communicate with people. That's really, so I try not to get too bogged down on that stuff. Yeah, um, well, you're good at it. it. It'll drive you crazy, uh, that, the, the whole behind the scenes of it all. Do you Do you keep track of your image at all? Like, I'm terrible at that. I just put, I throw it all out and just let it go where it may. I, I can't handle, uh, haters and trolls and, 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 you know, uh, reviews that where they just smash me. I found, I've discovered that about myself. I'm just, it just does me no good at all. I can't, I can't take it constructively and, and use it in a way that it, it's just, I just can't, I don't know what to do with it. And even when it's stuff about people I work with, I'm so codependent that I'll, it drives me crazy. So I don't read any of that stuff. Yeah, you you can't. <laughs> like, uh, especially on YouTube. I I was reading through a lot of the comments on some of the stuff that you put on YouTube. And the majority of it is overwhelmingly supportive because you yes. know, Quick, Quick Draw fans and Hello Monkey fans are, you know, they're good people. But yeah, they it's are. impossible. It's impossible to have anything out there that doesn't get some sort of stupid comment that <laughs> like uh, you can go to YouTube and you can watch a video of a, of a child that's a cancer survivor and you, you go like five comments down and guaranteed there's going to be somebody there that says, Oh, I wish that kid had died. You know, like I, I know it is a, it is a, we are horrible, horrible, little primate running yeah. around with technology. I mean, we are just disturbingly, it, it's really, it's really hard to uh, swallow uh, humanity. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on social media, it's just terrible. Well, the good uh, news is, is that the majority of it is positive. Right. And, 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 and the, and on Facebook, I rarely get anything from, uh, it's really bizarre. I mean, occasionally there is, you know, I don't deal with politics at all, which has helped a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and quick draw runs the gamut blue and red, uh, uh, stuff. I can tell on other people's feeds when that used to come up. And, uh, uh but, but on, on, on our Facebook page, people kind of there, I don't know. There's a weird civility there in that, those areas that I can't quite explain. Well, because it takes a special person to understand the humor of what you're trying to do. It's a it's a type of humor that is not typical. It's yeah, it's its, it's own sub- thing. And it's it re- subversive, but not in a sense, not in a political sense, you know. Right. And I think it, so. It attracts subversive fans on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and it requires uh, a certain sensibility to appreciate it. Um, it's not like, you know, the Robin Williams style. I mean, it's yeah. as funny. It's definitely as funny as anything Robin Williams has ever done. But it also uh, thank you. is the type of thing that he had his own yeah. fan. He had his own brand of humor that you kind of had to, you know, there's there's a lot of them like Will Ferrell and Zach yeah. Galifianakis and like there's yeah. a, there's a bunch of people that have their own type of comedy that you almost have to subscribe to that i i I know that there are people that can't stand will ferrell in the way he i mean acts and stuff like that i find it hilarious right but there are people that do not get that 
and they don't right. like it. Yeah, I think with us, um, the people that don't like us is more of about the, the logician that you were talking about earlier, the people who need things to make sense mm-hmm. uh, because the nature of improv and our, I, you know, our shows do make sense, you know, our plots do make sense. But the the nature of improv is that you it's digressive. You digress mm-hmm. uh, when you when you improvise. And and if you are the type of person who can go with that, uh, you're going to like it. If you're the type of person who know I, I need it to, you know, I know I need a, a, a raise on debt here, <laughs> you know, a definite point of all of this, uh, then. Uh, yeah, you're. You, it's not for you. It's sort of like uh, improv has a lot of. I think a lot of uh, analogy. You know, seem very similar to jazz. And, yeah. Uh, you don't. I'm not saying you need to be a jazz fan to like improv, but they are similar in that you know jazz is not pop. It's never going to be pop. Right. Uh, and and uh, and and our style is never going to be. Uh, you know. Uh, a straight, uh, a straight up sitcom. It just is by its very nature. It will never be that. Right. But uh, I think it has to, you have to have it. You like, yeah, there needs to be like a yin to the yang kind of thing that like, if all we were just fed these sitcoms that were straight up, you know, scripted, blase, yeah. blase. I mean, and I get that. I love it. I love like Me Seinfeld too. and friends and those types of things. My, like my favorite show on tell or the you know i love arrested development arrested yeah, me development too. is just that but that's its own thing that yes it is and, and that it, it, that it, requires that was... like that requires jokes to play out like years later <laughs> <laughs> you know i, I mean? know and and the super quick cut too within the episodes too which was uh really you know drove a lot of people crazy yeah you know what's so great about what's happening now with you know all of these different outlets where people can go uh is that that, that you know you don't need to reach 30% of America in order to stay on the air like you did back in the days with Mary Tyler Moore you know right uh, you can reach 0.1% of America and stay on the air. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing. It, 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 and so it's allowed shows like ours and, and, you know, all kinds of weird stuff that's on the air that people just, you know, the people that love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, you know, like Fargo is a great example. You know, that's a show that has deep, deep fans. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just shot and written so beautifully. Uh, but, you know, you look at its ratings and, you know, you know, uh, Big Bang Theory you know, crushes it. You know, uh, uh, America's Got Talent kills it, you know. Well, my theory about stuff like that. Well, not the Big Bang Theory. I'm not I'm actually not a Big Bang Theory fan. I don't. Right. It, it that passes me by. And yeah, and that's OK. It's just not my thing. I know that right. people do like it and I would never yeah. knock somebody for liking it. But my thing about uh, reality TV and like the the those types of shows, I think I don't know what their production value is, but it's got to be much lower than it is much lower. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, if, if you take a bunch of people that you're not paying to entertain. You're right. Uh, and I like my co-host that's on this show, he loathes reality television. <laughs> I I don't like a lot of it, but I certainly know that it has a place. And, right. And I do like some of it. Like my wife and I watch Dancing with the Stars. And right, right. She, she watches like American Idol and, and shows like that. 
I, but that's, I mean, it's always been a part of television in a yeah. way. I mean, especially the competition aspect of it, you know, where you're what it's a family thing to be able to watch that kind of uh, programming. Yeah. Uh, and I get that, you know, it's like watching the Olympics in a, in a weird way. Uh, but, uh, but, Yes, a lot of it I've hit the wall wall with. I just can't do it. Nancy Nancy is more more like you with reality. I I I will do it. I just don't. It's not what I Yeah, you've actually I, you've hosted a reality yes, TV show. I hosted I'm a celebrity get me out of here, which was a reality show that was live on primetime during sweeps. Like it was like it couldn't be more pressure filled. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, was like amazing. I could not find any footage of that anywhere. The, I may have some. I may, yeah, there's I may a, have some. There's an Australian version, I guess. Yes. That, uh, you, like, you can go to YouTube and watch whole episodes of that. But I could huh. not find the... I think it was 2003. That was the year you did it. Is that correct? Okay. That may be. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 2003. It, and I searched and searched. The most I could find was you did an interview with somebody about it. Um, talking about Robin Leach, oh. uh, waking up and just the, the celebrities oh, just yes. around. Well, that was the best part of the show. I mean, uh, the show was terrible. Um, but, uh, it, but, the, um, the best part of the show, uh, was they had a feed, a 24 hour feed of these celebrities and you, it was playing at all times around the set so that you know, all the producers and all the people could see what they were doing at all times. And that was the most fascinating part. Just seeing Robin Leach scratching his balls, sitting on a, (laughs) you know, by a fire talking to, um, oh God, who was on Stuttering John or, and they would be talking about the most mundane things The ABC thought the, you know, putting them, you know, getting downtown Julie Brown in a vat with leeches was the thing (laughs) America wanted to watch. And maybe so, but I always thought, Jesus, on one of your cable sister channels, you should just put this feed because this feed is fascinating. Yeah. Um, and maybe today it would have happened because now they do so much more. Yeah. You, but, the, oh, you know, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was on that show. Yeah. Oh, that that's right. That was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Bef- um, before, before he was. Uh, before the uh, transformation. Yeah. What's her name? Caitlin. Uh, Kate, Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he was the one. Bruce was the one I was most impressed with because most of them were like you know, kind of wannabe celebrities, but he was a guy who had actually done something. I mean, fucking won the decathlon. Right. I mean, you know, I was, I was starstruck by him. Um, the thing about reality TV that I can't take at all is so they'll play you like five minutes in between commercials and then they'll go to commercial. When they come back, they have to rehash what you just watched. Yes. Yes. And And it, like, is the audience really that dumb that they don't yeah. remember what they just watched? And to me, like, if you're just now tuning in, you missed out and you didn't miss out on anything. <laughs> right. Don't worry about it. We'll get you back in. Yeah. You know what? I hear you. But here's the thing, you know, going back to those uh, test audience, uh, like the thing you participated in, where the one thing that audiences and I, I know this because I had I, I was lobbying, you know, to try to, you know, get the you know, just as a creator, just like, but, you know, no, this isn't fair. These numbers. But one of the things that the the what the people who, the, you know, the sociologists behind the quote unquote science behind those tests that they've discovered is the one thing America hates more than anything is confusion. Oh. They Confusion 
and they turn the knob down. <laughs> Brett, breasts or cleavage, they always turn the knob up. It, oh, it's just, it's just, a, it's a done deal. It just is. It's a huh. fact. So that's why they do it because, yeah, for you, you don't need it. And, and, and but, but apparently there is a swath of our fellow Americans who, if they don't, if they don't know what's going on at all times, they will check out and, yeah. Um, well, I, I will say that the packages that they put together for like dance with the stars and stuff like that, I do find those fascinating. I yeah almost could use a little bit more of that. I know with dance with the stars, it's different because the show's about dancing. Right. Um, you like, listen, I'm a fan of the biggest reality show in America, the NFL. I mean, and I love knowing all the backstory behind all the players and where they come from and what happened to them and how they got, I want, I watch, you know, uh, you know, all of it, the, you know, the Amazon series or the HBO series, you know, I, I watch it all. Yeah. You've had a, a brush with an NFL player. Yes. Brian Arakpo. Uh, Brian Arakpo. I did uh, three, was it three spots? I think I did three Geico caveman spots with him. I, I and, remember the the Scrabble and the cheerleader. Scrabble cheerleader. I feel like there was one more. Scrabble there may have been. Those are the two that I remember. The, the one is when he gets you in the, when you're like, you said you were going to get me on the field, but I didn't know it was going to be at the bottom of a pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> All of that was improvised. They just let me improvise all of that stuff. Oh, well, it worked. Was, that, that was the best part of that job is, is they would give me a few lines and a few, you know, like Brian had line. Yeah. And then, and then I could riff in be, anywhere I wanted to in between the lines. And it was so much fun. I love. Yeah. My favorite one is the therapist. Please. Yeah. That. Tell me that was improvised. Yes. That it's my mother. <laughs> let me put her on speaker. Yeah. All improvised. I there, love that one. Oh my God! They and they released multiple takes of that one too, and that was Talia Shire. That was Rocky's girlfriend. Yes, it, who I, played the therapist? Yeah, she and, she looks very. Go ahead. I was just going to say that she requested to be on, on to do that commercial, and Brian Arakpo also. They both wanted to do a oh, Geico no, Caveman commercial. Yeah. How about Billie Jean King? She was awesome. I don't know if she asked to do it, but she was incredible. She was, yeah. that, that was another, like, I was starstruck with her. I mean, it's Billie Jean King, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was super cool, really sweet to everybody, just could not have been. Yeah. She I was imagine. exactly like you would want her to be, you know, yeah. just a wonderful, kick ass person. And, uh, yeah, love yeah. the caveman. Yeah, the caveman. That, that, that was a tough spot to do because uh, they had me these little, you know, 70s short, short tennis shorts. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so they needed to glue all of this hair on my legs. And, <laughs> and I was in the chair and, you know, it took like three hours to do the, the Geico makeup. And the, the, they had a, three of them working on me at the same time. And there, they had a woman who was doing the hair on my leg. And... I'm just laying there with my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, she, without saying a word, grabs my junk, moves it to the side, wraps the hair around it, and glues it in. And doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, she's a professional. And, well, that that's exactly right. My first reaction was, this is, uh, this is outrageous. I, I'm, sexual, I'm being sexually harassed. You know, I was like, Jesus Christ, you let me know before you grab my balls. And then I went right to where you immediately went, which is like, no, no, this is the way you handle it. You That's just right. do it. Yeah. Don't talk about it. 
let's just do it. Let's get it all done and let's go out there and shoot this fucking and, and, and resist. And we did resist the urge to ask her to do it again. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, that was so funny. I remember thinking, God, what a pro. Those those were great commercials, no doubt about it. They, that was oh, uh, they really was, were. I what I'm struggling to think of what Geico commercials looked like before that. Did that because the Geico commercials from for the last ten years at least have been like aces. They've been yeah funny yeah really funny and yeah I want to say that is it the Geico? I mean, is the caveman the start of that? I I don't know. Uh, you know the gecko, the gecko around before, or maybe not. I don't. I'm terrible yeah. with that stuff. We'd have to Google it and find out. I do remember when I realized how big a deal it was. You know, we because I didn't know anything about it. I was shooting them, and I didn't know the, how big they were getting until my wife Googled it, and she was like, "Oh my god!" You know, <laughs> the cavemen are huge. Yeah. Oh, I love the one. Um, I actually, I embarrassed to say i'm not sure if you were in this one i think you were it's the one where they're at the party and they're on the balcony yes and i'm the that... one who comes in and says yes. me and tina just got back together yeah. and it's and then the other t- <laughs> just could you give us a minute like that is such a yeah. bro moment that is yeah <laughs> it, it, you're you're and and it was those three guys those are the three guys who played the three who we were in all of the episode all of the uh the the yeah the, the bowling I think I did more of them than any of the other two, just because I was the kooky, crazy caveman, you know, the yeah. upbeat. But yeah, those two, and the, the three of us are all still friends. And uh, my God, we, you know, that bought my house. I bought my yeah. house, with Geico. Thank you, Geico. <laughs> Jesus. The uh, I like the motorcycle one, the slow motion with the motorcycle. Yeah, that was the other two guys. I was shooting another commercial one. They were shooting that one. What was I? Do? I was on another one. I think I was doing a dance. The one where I was dancing. Oh yeah, the Baltimore is a great place to pick yes. up. Yes, that was yeah. improvised. I don't know why. I <laughs> well, uh, I just that's did. what makes it funny is because yeah, i know who's gonna refute that like yeah the right. people of baltimore are gonna be like hell yeah baltimore is a great place to pick up some oh dance. let me tell you to this day i still get people who from baltimore i have a lot of fans from baltimore yeah i believe it and uh we set i don't know if you know this but the show we're developing on howler.t smoke show that we're gonna pitch is set in baltimore at least oh, right it now is. it is right I now it, it is set in, uh, la i thought it was a california we well we shot it all in California. You're probably picking up on that, but uh, and maybe maybe but but yeah, no, the stuff that I'm writing the uh, pitch deck now, and I I think right now it's set in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, that would be a blast to shoot in Baltimore. <laughs> I would love that. Some good dance moves in Baltimore. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So the um, Geico. Did you have you done any other commercials aside from promos of TV shows? Let me think. Yes, I have. And why am I not thinking of them right now? Oh, I did a Tylenol commercial when I first, I right, God, it was right before I went on my honeymoon. And I was, I had just spent a ton of money because my, I didn't come from any money. So for the wedding, you know, the groom is supposed to pay for the rehearsal dinner and the rehearsal dinner was outrageous. Oh yeah. It just got out of hand. I tried to hold it together, but I couldn't. (laughs) And uh, and I totally broke and I didn't know how I was going to pay for, I mean, this is before the friends gig. This is before Jesse. This is, you know, before Geico. And I scored this Tylenol spot. I'll never forget. 
and it saved my butt, man, because it ran forever. I've done other commercials. Why am I blanking? I'm blanking you, on the commercials. How do you get paid for commercials? Is that like a... It, they, it all, it's all custom where like, you know, somebody's keeping track of where it air. I guess it has to do with the, you know, the product will buy airtime and those are made public and shared with agents, I guess. I guess that's how it's done. And yeah. then, and then that's how the, then they get billed and pay based off of that. And there are all these different rules based on, you know, whether it's internet or network or primetime network or Super Bowl. It's just, yeah. And then sometimes you're paid by the air or if it's a big commercial that's going to air all over the place, they do a buyout where they buy you out for, and then they can air it anywhere as many times as they want within a period of time. Yeah. And uh, that's what they did with Geico and just paid us oodles of money. And the best part was they would keep us on hold. So the commercial wouldn't even be airing and we'd get, be, be getting paid. Because oh, nice. they, they thought Because they thought they would, oh, we're going to want to run the therapy commercial again in the fall. But you had to pay the actor, I guess, some fee. I don't know. My agents were amazing. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that doesn't include like promotional material for stuff that you appear in. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But most of the promotional material is part of your contract with the show. Yeah. Uh, and gladly you want the show to do well and right. you're happy to do it. Um, and by the way, they, you know, they put you up and they, you know, they, you, you get, it's, it's better than any other job in the world. So anybody who complained about doing the promo, but uh, Kate treated, you know, like a baby and, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but uh, sometimes they there's money involved too. Like for ten items or less, we did a lot of product sponsored promos where the promo for ten items or less was actually sponsored by you know I can't even remember Hellman's mayonnaise or whatever. I, I so, saw a clip with tampons where you write the yes phone number. Yeah, on. That, Yes. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. And it would be, you know, it would, so the, the, I guess, so the product would be in the promotion for the show itself yeah. and, and then you would get paid to do it. So that was, you know, amazing. Um, how about for like, uh, DVD extras or like commentary? Have you done <laughs> any of that kind of stuff? I have. And yes, that generally you're supposed to get paid, but Oftentimes stuff slips through the cracks, especially if it's independent movies, stuff like that. But but major network stuff, they're really good at about tracking that stuff. Um, so like, uh, you know, like I was in The Sweetest Thing, which was a movie. Yep. I had a really small part in it. The director, you know, knew me, had me come in. I improvised playing this guy in a, driving a golf cart who gets, you know, the, a golf a golf ball sweeper. Uh, in this scene and uh, they pelt me with the golf balls and I yell at them. And anyway, I, you know, I shot it in a half a day. I still get checks for that, you know? Oh, wow. That movie is still airs all the time. Yeah. Now, um, I don't, you don't have to tell me any specifics or anything like that, but are they significant checks? Cause you hear all the time, like uh, it, uh, like I think on Seinfeld, they talked about getting like checks for like 19 cents or something like that. Yes. Like, they're, they're... I get checks for I, I get I did a faint um oh my god it was a movie for VH1 and I remember the name of it something divas divas was in the name anyway uh I still get checks for that you know it's like playing in Peru or something and I get an 11 <laughs> cent check do you let them stack up or do you just what do you do with them? Yeah, yeah I just throw them in a in a pile and then you know 
I remember I was at a voiceover audition or um, at uh, at ICM, the agent I was at. So they what they do is they bring you to the agency, and then they had a booth there, and you would just do the auditions in the voiceover booth. Oh, am I still here? Yeah, I you I lost you for just a second, but then you came right oh, back. Oh, sorry. So I was in the in the waiting room afterwards, and I uh, it was like this guy who was oh God. He played Tony the Tiger for all the Tony the Tiger commercials. Okay, the voiceover. They came out with like a huge box, like a shoe box full of checks, <laughs> you know, just that they aired. And he and he just like I had to get a stamp. I just stamp them, and I was just like, <laughs> "Wow, man, that's He's, funny." And he's like, but they add up, they add up. Oh, I'm sure. Um, is that something that you've gotten into is uh, voiceovers? You know, not really. I mean, I do them occasionally. I did an episode of uh, American Dad and yep. stuff like that. But no, I've, I've done I've done a few uh, things here and there. But people always say they like that I have a good voice. Uh, but I don't know, you know, it gets back into that kind of, you know, scripted versus improvised world. I imagine uh, that they would have to be like some sort of wiggle room for improv when it comes to yeah, stuff like that. They, yeah, they, they, it depends. It depends. But Nancy and I actually are pitching, uh, we're pitching a, uh, an animated show right now that's completely improvised. So we lay down all the audio first. And then we send it to the animators. Yeah. Um, uh, Alan Tudyk, who plays, uh, he's Wash on Firefly. He's the pilot. Uh-huh. And, yes. and, uh, yeah. He's the voice of the, the new droid in the Star Wars, the new Rogue One. You know, he. Oh, wow. But he, um, yeah. I saw him in Firefly. He's my favorite character. Love him to death. And then That's he amazing. did his own show, Con Man. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. I'll have to uh, Google it. Yep. He, and that's on Vimeo. Um, and then he did, um, he was in V or whatever. Like he was in all these like little things that I saw. And then all of a sudden he was in a Disney, he was a voice in a Disney movie. And then he was another voice in a Disney movie Uh and then another one. And he's in like six, the last six or seven Disney movies. He's like Disney royalty now. Yeah. But I mean, that's That's, what happens. Yeah. So I, I just, I wonder if that is something that would interest you because you do, you would absolutely sound great. And the, you, um, you've got these like ice ages and Pixar movies and they're just like, they're churning out more and more despicable me three and stuff like that. I know, man, it's, it's insane. There are these characters that are in these and it's almost like sometimes they, you feel like these characters were written for a specific actor to come in and voice them and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I just, I, think that you'd be a natural at something like that i mean not well not to kiss your ass or anything but you do have could we could we now uh bring in my manager and you run you just run that all by him because i would love for you (laughs) you know i would certainly give you a recommendation but (laughs) you know one of those things that it wouldn't take long to (laughs) me out that i'm just a super fan well i i would love to do that i mean that it's fun you know it's um again it's 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 like the social media stuff it's just like time you know it's just you know we we all try to do all kinds of stuff and yeah you know i'm, I'm i do stand up and i improvise and yeah you know it's just like we're yeah i i love yeah i agree i would love to do that yeah do your kids ever get to see anything that you do oh yeah yeah i let them see most of it i mean they're eight and eleven now they're you know la city kids so they they're pretty sophisticated in yep. terms of you know they're they they and they've been on the set you know since they were babies oh, yeah. you know they would come visit 
So they, even if they watch something, like I would never show them the episode of Honey Dancing. Right. Uh, but um, they're, you know, they, they know it's all make-believe. I mean, they actually see it made. So they, and they know yeah. all the actors because all the actors hang around, you know, are at dinner parties. They've grown up with them, you know. Yeah. My seven-year-old is pretty savvy about that kind of stuff. She she had a little bit of a a problem when she was younger about not understanding like make believe and stuff like that but she's really savvy now i i never had um my my parents didn't regulate what i watched i guess is the best way yeah to put that and uh <laughs> i i tried doing that with uh my seven-year-old and my wife shut that down real quick yeah <laughs> but, uh we yeah. got uh the town that i grew up in we didn't get cable in our town until 82, right. 82 yeah and um i just i watched everything i could possibly get my you know my little peepers on and my parents it's not that they didn't care about me it's that they i think saw you know i was interested in those types of things they didn't regulate what i watched the i remember them telling me that uh i couldn't watch uh the only show that i couldn't watch was alien it was coming on oh, HBO Alien. That's so funny. I watched that show and it scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, kid, is... and it's still to this day. I just see the recent one. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh... Oh my god, that yeah. when that thing, I just can't take that thing on the face. It just kills me. <laughs> uh, but what's funny about them telling me I couldn't watch Alien, I watched it anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I bet I you mean, did. Yeah. There was there was no stopping me. But oh, uh, that first one, that first one. Like, absolutely really got me deep. and speaking of improv i uh that first alien movie with uh that that crew the cast that was there yeah when that yeah. you know and there's probably people that might debunk this but i've i watch i listen to a lot of audio commentary on dvds and i i pay attention to these types of things i believe i heard it somewhere and i'm almost certain it was a, an official source that first chest burster that pops out yeah that very first time, the yeah. cast had no idea what it was going to look like. Their reaction, oh my God, their reaction awesome. to that chestburster coming out is their legitimate reaction of what the fuck <laughs> is going on here. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, uh, improv I oh, strikes again. Improv strikes again. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a lot of fun. I I really enjoy uh, being able to have access to a humongous celebrity. <laughs> oh, yes. I think I'm really more level celebrity. There's A level, B level, C. I'm at Q. No, 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 <laughs> no. I uh, the the only thing maybe I want to wrap things up with is I know uh, some quick draw fans are going to listen to this podcast and they're going to scream yeah. at me. They're going to absolutely cut me to pieces because I didn't <laughs> ask all the right questions. But <laughs> I know you can't say what's in the hopper for quick draw. But when are we going to see some new quick draw? Oh, God. When's the soonest know. we can see some new quick draw? I, I am, I am. I, we have three opportunities for quick draw right now with three okay. different companies and in three different sort of media forms. Um, one is a feature uh, film that uh, is written in my head, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ready to go. Yep. We have it, and it's awesome. Uh, and we have interest. We have, uh, in fact, our partner is talking to investors as we speak, and uh, he feels that he's not. He, in his words, it's not if, it's when. Good, good. So that that would be the most fun. The other two, I can't really talk about, but yeah, I it would make it, it would make quick draw fans very happy. 
Good. I What's... don't know. Timelines are tough. You know, I never know. Sometimes things happen like right away, you know, and sometimes they don't. What's the one uh, question that you wish Quick Draw fans would ask you? You just never get asked oh. and you want to answer it. Oh, my God. The one question that they ask. Well, I would love for them to ask, did Nancy Howard really direct them all? And is she really responsible for the success of the show? Because she is. Yeah. And 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 being the person behind the camera, she doesn't, in my opinion, get her fair respect uh, for what she does. Because she literally is the brains and brawn and of the operation. Well, from a friend... A fan's perspective, I'll tell you that she could remedy that a little bit by getting in front of the camera. I every <laughs> single video I watch, she's off she camera. She won't do it. She won't do it. But she just but she's been in front of the camera before. I know. She's just done. She just I don't know. You can I can't explain it, but I, I can kind of understand it as an being an actress just sucks. You know, it's even <laughs> it's it's worse than anything. Uh, women are just it's just the worst. Uh, I can't imagine. And um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I, I also think she's kind of like, I've done that. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to, uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I can't explain it either because she's a gorgeous woman and photographs amazingly. I have mm -hmm. pictures. Uh, so, you know, maybe someday she'll change her mind. Yeah. Okay. She's a great well, improviser. I would love to have her in front of the Well, it, you can, it certainly comes out in the show. I mean, there's no doubt about it. If she's responsible for creating these shows, I mean, with you involved, of course, but if, yeah. if she is, if she's part of the brains of the operation, it really shows that she's good at what she does. I highly compliment she, her. She's 50% at minimum. And in my opinion, she's probably 75% of our partners. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on my, uh, Tom, my I can't little tell you, teeny thank, show. No, thank you for your support. I mean, I really, as you know, I, I don't take it for granted and, uh, uh, and I don't take it lightly. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. It's the whole re the whole reason I do what I do is to be able to communicate with people. And uh, you're doing a great I job. Just, well, thanks, man. Thank you. And I, uh, you know, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, I, I hope this isn't the last time. No, I, anytime, anytime you let me know, I'll come on. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Tom. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye.